1: What's the latest, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the In The Paint Show presented by Ball is Life. Ronnie Flores, we're back. It's hot as usual. Um, even though it's not really hot outside, the weather's been nice, man. Everything's been good on your end since the, the Fab 50 dropped?
0: Yeah, everything's been good. You know, just uh, getting ready to kind of pub out there who are the top players in the country in terms of who, who people can think on my 10-man panel who could be National Player of the Year this year. Obviously, last year... Isaiah Stewart um, edged out Cole Anthony, who's now at North Carolina. Isaiah Stewart's at Washington. Uh, kind of interesting. I want to get your little take a bit because his season already started. McEachern's Sharif Cooper. Um, again, I'm jumping right into it, but I'm, I'm doing good uh, overall. Got a little little bit of a break after the, the Fab 50 drop. But, um, you know, he didn't get a lot of publicity in terms of being the national player there he was deserving as an all-american obviously we've we've talked a lot about their team last year uh why do you think that is Devin? and this year i don't think he's gonna be the front runner right now going into it i mean we'll find out next week he'll be on ballslife.com you know i'm assuming it's gonna be the evan mobley or the Jalen green or the Jalen johnsons or uh you know that type of player what do you think that's about
1: probably has a little bit to do with the location he's playing in the, the kind of team he's playing for it's a regular regular high school high school team doesn't really have a lot of fanfare surrounding the high school team or around the rest of the and, country and the yeah. coverage areas yeah. probably not as you know heavily uh, discussed or written about like you know Southern California maybe or the IMGs or the mombirds correct or any yeah. of those schools I think that's kind of uh the reason why he might go you know quote unquote under the radar even though he's a five star prospect he's a fantastic player I like him yeah. a lot yeah I think he should be in that conversation uh, no doubt. Yeah. yeah. But uh, uh, when he's a, a freshman, wherever he decides to go, is he, is he committed to, to going to Auburn? He's going to be you know one of the top highly regarded freshman players in the country. And that kind of gets me into uh, a topic, a new segment, Ronnie, that we're going to start. Uh, we discussed it in a group text with, with the head boss, uh, Matt Rodriguez. But it's the, the things I think are really dumb. A A lot of things are dumb. Yeah, I like to rant. You know, I I don't do it very much
0: in public. We got to get, like you said, a little bit more... A couple episodes get a little more... A little more crazy. A little more racy. Yeah, I agree. So,
1: in the first installment of Things I Think Are Dumb, I've been watching a lot of college football, and this is a term in college football that's used heavily. And it's starting to make its way into college basketball as the season kicked off a couple nights ago, Ronnie. This term... Is being said a lot on broadcasts. True freshman. True freshman. I hate that term okay. because break it down. A true freshman is just a freshman. Like right. you're a freshman, you did not redshirt, so there's it's just redundant. You're just you're saying, you're saying freshman, the same thing. Right. Yeah. You're saying he's a freshman freshman. So yeah. if we're gonna go true freshman, we should also say that a redshirt freshman is a fake freshman. <laughs> this dude's he's a, a, fake, fake, he's a fake freshman. You he's never not a freshman
0: no more. No, he's yeah. a
1: fake freshman.
0: He's a fake, fake freshman. Faker.
1: He's a fake freshman. Just, we, we just need to Say understand freshman. that if you're a freshman, you are a freshman. It's your first year of collegiate sports. Yeah. You did not redshirt. If you're a redshirt freshman, you're a redshirt freshman. You were on campus last year, enrolled in, in classes, and you didn't play. Now yep. you're playing as a redshirt freshman because you saved that year of eligibility. A true freshman is the dumbest term I've ever heard. What do you think? I
0: think it's funny because (laughs) there's so many different terms of freshman. Meaning, are you a freshman coming straight from high school? Did you, especially in college, did you enroll in spring ball? You're not even a true freshman. Right. You just went through the whole spring of drills. And there's classes in spring, too. Yeah, yeah, and you're so, again, football's in a whole other boat because you're... Especially at the quarterback position, you're not a true freshman. You're leaving high school in December, enrolling in spring ball, which is a great help, obviously, get that accumulated, play against college yeah, players. Hey, no, for sure, any kid know,
1: who can do that should do that.
0: Yeah, so you're not a true freshman anyway, back to your point. And then right. you have kids, like you mentioned, from the age perspective, some are very old, 19, some are 17. So is one a true, true freshman? Is he a young, <laughs> true freshman? Right. Is this an age count, or is it just when they enroll in college? Like, Correct. So then you got that, and then you also got, again, there's been players in college basketball, Devin, that didn't qualify and didn't go to junior college, just sat out and retook the SAT, then became true freshmen. So are they true freshmen? They sat out a year. I'll give you two examples. Right, yeah,
1: I'll give you an
0: example. A kid who played at UCSB under Jerry Pym, Chris Ford, he was alley LA City player there at Fremont High. He... Sat out the year, um, paid his way to school. Just went to school, and when he played that next year, he wasn't a prop forty-eight considered sophomore. He was a true freshman because he just enrolled in classes and and became a freshman. Okay, okay. Then you got Curtis Conway, who's married to Layla Lee, Ali, yep. uh, NFL former NFL wide receiver, well known by people in California. Played for the Jets. Played for the Chargers. He didn't, he didn't qualify for the, at the time for the SAT, the 700 needed to be Algebra as a true freshman, as you call him. So Curtis sat out, took some class, supplemental classes at Al Camino College, retook the SAT and was working passed it and enrolled at USC as a true freshman, but he wasn't, it was a one year later. One year late. Yeah, he took so, a, he
1: took he took a gap year and went overseas to travel and discover
0: himself. Yeah, no, but he's like, a Lamelo Conway. Yeah, yeah, he just he took a year off. My thing is, my and thing to is, took the SAT to get eligible because USC couldn't accept Prop Forty Eight after that year. Right, you know, Junior Seau was the last Prop Forty Eight USC was allowed to take. That was a big issue because at that time, him and a few other guys were being. Um, you know, enrolled in schools, they had very low SATs, and there was a big hoopla. The other guy that it was a big hoopla around was Russell White, not that Russell White, yeah, yeah. the right. other Russell White who went to Crespi, not the
1: one coach, not the, the, coaching, there. the, the player. player.
0: Yeah. He was a Prop 48. He didn't get 700 SAT, and he enrolled at Cal, which is a pretty good institution. And people, some people made a big stink because he had a really low GPA. So eventually, the point is, the Pac-12, Pac-10 got rid of all Prop 48. Right. So
1: if if you watch college yeah. football on Saturdays yeah. and a lot of college basketball broadcasts nowadays are, are saying it. You'll hear the term true freshman quite often, off. and it pisses me off so much. I think my guy Frankie Burr has gone on many rants about this.
0: Interesting. Um, freshman is a freshman. It just
1: pisses me off. A freshman is a freshman. A retro freshman is a retro freshman. And that brings us to the beginning of college basketball yeah. season and freshmen who are playing well. Yeah. Ronnie, there's a couple of local guys that we want to kind of point out here. It's, uh, Cassius Stanley at Duke started off uh, – really nicely in his first couple of games for the Blue Devils. And Onyeko Congo at USC, you know... That's lot of not teams, a surprise. I mean, here's the thing.
0: Well, <laughs> but, but to some of the national media people, it, it is a surprise. Why is that? Well, I think Devin also look at Onyeko. He's a good team. seems like they have a good team. Some good wings, a good. good shooter. A yeah, good team. A pretty good college team and could be a really excellent college team. And then you got a guy who who, who wins, knows how to win, knows how to play, doesn't foul. We've talked about this before in many pots. Before. So it's not a surprise. I think he fits in good with that team. He's a total winner. Um, you know, another guy who seems to be off to a good start is Nico Mannion in Arizona. Uh, again, he can be no worse than the second best point guard in the country. Maybe he was the best point guard in high school basketball last year. Him, Cole Anthony, you know, flip a coin. We're, that's not what we're arguing, but he's playing good. You know, um, does they seem to have a deep team. What do you think about that pack? 12, they're with Arizona SCs or, you know, how's Isaiah Stewart and our guy from Federal Way doing? Yeah. They, they seem to be playing the pretty Daniels, good. Daniel McDaniels. McDaniels.
1: They both have had yeah. good games and games that they kind of sluttered a little bit, which okay. is to be expected for, you know, true freshmen. Yeah, <laughs> But, uh, yeah, I think the Pac-12 this year, uh, especially with Nico and, like, Josh Green. Yeah. And then Arizona also has Zeke Najee. He's from Minnesota with a five-star. Yeah. Uh, he, he's playing very well. Uh, like you mentioned, McDaniel's and Stewart at Washington. I think one of the most underrated freshmen in the Pac-12 is Rylan Jones, the point guard who played for XM Elite he's from Utah. His his dad is the director of operations. was a an assistant coach at at uh, Utah State before moving over to Utah. And you, you've seen Rylan Jones play yeah. a lot at the club level. Uh, he had he's the second youngest player in Pac-12 history with a triple double. Wow! And he did that I think in his second game that he played. He's a big time point guard who I. You know, liked watching at the high school level, who I like watching now. But the Pac-12, it seems like with Isaiah Mobley at USC, um, you know, it's going to be kind of heavy freshman uh, contributors outside of you know Oregon State, who has Ethan Thompson and Trey sure. Stingle. a couple
0: of little older players,
1: older players who were both very good. Uh, but for the for the most part, you know those schools did a nice job of recruiting incoming players and first year guys who were ready to contribute right away. And at the national scale, Ronnie Cole Anthony. Um had a great had, first had a, game, right? Great two first games I believe. Yeah. And that should come to no surprise to anybody because as you well know, Cole Anthony's been producing and competing at a high level for how long now?
0: Yeah. That's not a surprise at all. Um when we jump in talk about some of these guys, honestly they come in every year with fanfare. But I would say this year I watched that, you know, Champions Classic to open the season. This year was at the Garden. It's been in various places. I think Chicago in previous years. Uh Devin the two yeah, games were games are so bad. Bad. Yeah. So you mentioned Cassius. You mentioned some of these other guys. The game, you know, Michigan State didn't play all that hot. Uh Duke didn't play all that hot. Kentucky didn't play all that hot. Kansas didn't play all that hot. Especially with the Duke Kansas game. Pretty bad. That one was really bad. That was extremely bad. Brutal. It was really Compared, again, we were a little bit here. We're comparing again to what we saw a year ago. Now remember a year ago when we started the spot, everybody was anointing. RJ Barrett and Zion as the national champs after that first game, right? And we were like, okay, it's one game, slow down. But everybody jumped on that trail. But the point is, date. It seems like those teams were playing better, and were those freshmen were a little bit at a higher level than this group is right now. I agree. So when Kentucky loses to Evansville and former Kentucky player Walter McCary, everybody loses their shit. <laughs> and why? Evansville has a, probably has good older players. They do. Not, a couple really good older players. And you know, they're not projected that high in the conference they're in, but so what? They're still playing against true freshmen, our freshmen. So stop. stop yeah, you know what hard. I mean? So what <laughs> what is everybody getting excited for? I know a couple guys jumped on Twitter and they're like, well, in the Palm rankings, you know, Evansville. Mm-hmm. I I don't care. There's a twenty one year old guy who has college experience versus a nineteen year old guy that doesn't. And you look at period.
1: That, you look at you look at that Kentucky roster, yeah, they have a lot of holes. I mean, yeah. Ashton Higgins and Emmanuel quickly cannot make an outside shot. Wow. That's a problem.
0: Okay. And they right? need to get it right. Yeah. If you're going to be the number one team in the country. Exactly. They rose to number one based on, you know, obviously the other teams lost. Michigan State, Michigan right? State lost, yeah. Okay. So, Michigan State got to shoot better, in my opinion, as well. Yeah. What are they relying on? Cassius, Winston, and one high off the glass. They're well, going to win his, six was, straight
1: games. The responsibility for him is yeah. is immense
0: correct he, right. he has to do has a lot he has to create
1: for everybody he has to yeah. score
0: a lot um, shout out to Cassius Winston. I know he lost his younger brother yeah. so terrible. great college terrible. He, great he college played, player he played, played he, the next he, game the next right
1: game and had 17 points 11 assists just yeah. a the uh, wrenching were... you know performance from him um, but there's yeah, also I,
0: um, not to cut you off but yeah I don't that that game Evansville Kentucky so what if the Kentucky lost they probably come back and do are going to have a fine season later like you said they have a little holes, gotta shoot better other teams gotta shoot better uh two questions I wanted to ask you devin going back to the pac twelve yeah. how many teams do you think get in you're gonna get three or four in oh. uh yeah, the big think... dance or not that many because of this, their maybe their r p i or just their their strength of schedule you know um who gets in so obviously the pack the champion's gonna yeah, get in
1: obviously the champion gets in yeah. who's gonna win I think it's pretty. One through six, I think it's pretty open. i mean Colorado's good um i think u s c has a shot I think Arizona has a shot I think oregon state has a has a chance um i think i think um it depends on who's playing best at that at that, at that time at and, that hot time yeah, yeah. And if, and if the they, you gotta score big wins outside of conference and in, in you know tournaments and things like that so it's still uh, open then. Yeah, I think
0: it's gonna be wide Well that's just good. I think this four. I
1: think maybe 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 three or, three or four, four more. more than last year, I think. How many of you got in last year? Three or four? I think
0: yeah, at that for the last few years that many and it's been a few years where it's real down. I think like you said, it's on an up uptick. There's great young players. Um we spoke about Nico. We spoke about Anthony Edwards. Wanna talk a little bit yeah, about we him to talk at about Georgia? Anthony Edwards, yeah. Because now we're talking a little about the top guys. Um, you know, I, I think Nico will be gone after this year. I think he's going to be good enough to be drafted pretty well. Yeah. Lottery pick, you know, pretty close to that. If, if not higher, um, which is not a surprise, Obviously, Cole Anthony will be gone. Yep. Uh, and I don't know Edwards about, will be gone. yeah, Anthony Ayers will be gone. I don't know about Isaiah Stewart and or McDonald's. I don't know if one's going to, you know, evolve. I'm assuming both will have a chance. Sure. But speaking of Nico and Anthony, Anthony Edwards, that is, you know, they could still be in high school, Devin. So we're talking about Evan Mobley. We're yeah. talking about Cade Cunningham, Sharif Cooper. Those guys could still be in high school. Again, so they're having excellent college games. So how good are the top teams if these guys could still be in high school and their domin- essence, quote-unquote, dominating college basketball already? Or, yeah. or maybe two of the 30 best players in college basketball already? I see your point. How, you kinda of get what I'm saying? Like
1: no one should be shocked yeah, at how bad the product was the first couple of games. Yeah. And that Kentucky was quote unquote upset by Evansville, who has you know like Sam Cunliffe goes to Evansville and he had I think he had like 19 points in that game. He was yeah. at Arizona State mm-hmm. in Kansas before he went to Evansville. And he played at a high level at the high school when he was at high, 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 high school level. So Correct. he has a lot of experience. Experience. Um, yeah, that's what we're talking about. Right. And I think this year, especially uh to your point about, you know guys who could still potentially be in high school who reclassed or in college now, they already, you know, making a big impact. Having, you know, triple double impacts at the college level. It just shows that anybody this year has a chance to win. Yeah. The NCAA tournament or make noise.
0: Make 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 noise and run. Get hot at the right time, like you said. Right. So Because there's so many players with eligibility that are just not in college no more. They would still have eligibility, whether they're overseas or whether they just left early and some of them did make a good move, some of them didn't. Sure. They're going to be toiling in the G League, trying to get a two-way contract. They can still be in college. So, of course, these new guys are going to look great. They're just – to me, they're not that great yet. No. So, which gets you to – the? sorry to cut you off to our next point of uh, they were not playing at the level so far as the Zion, RJ at, wow, this team's, you know, playing at this high level, um, which Michigan State proved they can be beat. (laughs) All of them. Everyone yeah. could be beat this year, yeah. pretty much. So, um, I don't know what point you're gonna make, but when we can jump into another freshman,
1: Ooh,
0: yeah. We, yeah, 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 who's another guy who would be a top pick. We've talked about him a lot. He was a first-team All-American last year at Memphis East, and he's now playing for the University of Memphis. Memphis, Memphis. Is James Wiseman? So, bring us up to date, Devin, on the James Wiseman situation. What you think of it? Gift your spill, and we'll, we'll go talk yeah. a little bit about yeah. that. Memphis
1: has five
0: freshmen starting. Wiseman,
1: Boogie, else, Lester, our and guy Yon presses. presses. Yeah. Precious Chua, and uh, yeah. I believe the, the third one is Damian Baugh, yeah. Um, from the Tennessee area. But yeah, James Wiseman. You know, uh, I forgot who broke the news. Uh, I forget. Yeah. Well, was it, it? was obviously Adrian Wojnarowski. Oh, Adrian Hosking broke the news yeah,
0: about the, him being.
1: He was ruled ineligible eligible. because uh, Penny Hardaway, the current coach of uh, Memphis, paid James Wiseman's mother in 2017 eleven thousand five hundred dollars in. Moving costs to help him move to Memphis East, where Penny was coaching at the time. high school team. Yeah, and then so Penny played for Memphis. in In the past, he had donated $1 a million, million dollars, dollars to his former alma mater. Alma mater, yeah. which was, I believe, he donated it to the five hundred one c three nonprofit, but it was used for an athletic purpose, endeavor, an athletic facility, some some kind of purpose for the, sure. for the athletic department, which. The NCAA dubbed him a booster, booster. for that donation.
0: Just which which ten coach. years ago,
1: before Correct. you know James Wiseman was even in high yeah. school or maybe yeah. even a prospect, right? Yeah. I mean, some people eight rank, years old. Some people yeah. rank eight year olds nowadays. I don't. You don't. Yeah. Some yeah. people do, and they're they're sick. But um, that's besides the point. He was eight, eight years, years old or whatever. He, yeah. Seven years old. So before Penny Hardaway knew James Wiseman was going to be a good basketball player, and before he. Became the high school coach at East, and before he East. became the college East coach East. at Memphis, he had given, or he had given the million dollars donation to the university. Yeah. Um, this is tough to unpack. Uh, the most recent, uh, you know, development is um, so James Wiseman obviously sued or asked for a temporary, you know, training order. Judge granted it; he was able to play on Friday night, last Friday night. night, yeah, and he played against Oregon as well. Two games. Two games, and now uh, he withdrew that lawsuit from the NCAA and is now completely ineligible. He cannot play in games until whatever uh, agreement agreement they've come to is in writing and is agreed to by both parties. What does this immediately say to you, Ronnie? Because it says to me that there's a link, not agreement. That there's they've come to an agreement already
0: that he's going to be suspended. Games, yeah, three or four games. Then and then be back. What, what do you think? Yeah, because he's not going to withdraw the lawsuit if he's gonna. If he thought he wasn't going to be eligible at, at all, all the season, right. so what would he be doing that for? Why would he go through all this? He would just say, "Screw this! I'm out! I'm going to go play with Melo and 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 uh, RJ, and Hampton. R.J. Hampton, or I'm going to go just sit out to work out." Yeah, he's going to be a top five pick. Regardless, at worst, yeah. if he plays pretty good, he's going to be two or one. So, again, it goes back to what we talk about, you know, rights of, what rights moves, rights of players, uh, you know, do they need this level of ball, this, you know, farm system that is the NCAA uh, teams, you know. Just, Wiseman obviously wants to play. The people in in Memphis want him to play. His coaches want him to play. The school wants to play. They have excitement. They They want, they love Penny. They want to to succeed, so they obviously are fighting for him, and I think it means wink, wink, like you said, Devin. He's sitting out three to five games, and he's going to be eligible. Okay. Uh, what else would it mean? Yeah, withdrawing your lawsuit. Obviously, he had a pretty just on the surface, he had a he had some grunt. kind of case. Yeah, you guys ruled me eligible, then you rule me ineligible publicly six hours before we're supposed to play, or five, whatever. Yeah, it Yeah, it's
1: so weird the timing yeah. that it happened because yeah. it happened after. He played their their very first game, and yeah. he had 28 points, 11 rebounds. Yeah. So who dropped the ball? Who who uh who was the quote unquote what do you want to call it a, a snitch, Ronnie? Snitch or <laughs> scapegoat or
0: uh guy hater is like that people yeah, like yeah, people yeah, yeah, say. Yeah, yeah. No, somebody. It's just, I don't know because you ruled him eligible a long time ago. I'm assuming he wanted to go there. He signed to go there, signed his letter of intent, got cleared by the clearinghouse. Then he plays a the game. Then now he's ineligible. Um. yeah, he, they got some new information from somebody. It ain't nobody from Memphis.
1: No, not definitely not anybody from Memphis because they, they want this to happen. They, they want, want this to work. Yeah. So this kind of brings in an a even larger point for future prospects like yeah. R.J. Hampton and LaMelo Ball who opted to go overseas. Marjan Bochamp's another guy who's at Dream City Christian right now who's yeah. not going to play college basketball. He's going to play college basketball. He's going to work out or whatever, prepare for the NBA draft after he graduates in 2020. When, they, when this happens and kids see something like this, and, you know, there's so much movement now. Like, yeah. kids transfer schools all the time. All whether it's multiple the times times. Yeah. Who knows if their, you know, families are being compensated to move or, you know, having their U-Hauls paid for or whatever. We'll just go
0: on the record and say that's happening. Sure.
1: I mean, yeah, that is happening. It's yeah. for sure happening. Sure. Uh, so, do kids now see what happened to Wiseman,
0: and this is going to be like, eh, I don't really want to deal with that shit. Yeah, that's, again, Wiseman's a... True NBA, high-level prospect. He's at a place where people want to see college basketball succeed yeah. highly. Uh-huh. So they're getting behind him. Not every situation is not like that. Some other colleges will be like, you know, we don't want this headache. Um, Penny's been through this with Wiseman before. In high school, right? At the high school level. They had one of the better teams in 2017-18 after he moved over Um from Nashville or whatnot, went from another school where he went, um, moved into town and was going to Memphis. He's, they already had a good team. Already a couple guys who go to Memphis now were on that team. And the difference between him and and him playing and not playing where they're gonna be a pretty good ranked team to they could be a national championship team. So in 2017, 18, same thing, Devin. Penny Hardaway and/or the school district, the Shelby County School District, um, sued the TSSAA, the governing body in Tennessee, on B- on behalf of Wiseman, and they got an injunction just like this. So they've already gone through this. So I'm not sure other high school players are going to have the opportunity or the means to be like, yeah, I did this in high school, I, I got an injunction, so I could be eligible, and I'll do it again in college. He's already did that. At the end of the day, he sat out. Six games from Memphis East that year he played. They won the state title. They were a pretty good rank, highly ranked team. I don't recall the number offhand where they finished. And then he came back the next year, his senior year in 2019. And they were, again, supposed to be one of the best teams in the country. Um, so I'm not sure. This is pretty unprecedented because he's a highly recruited player, seven footer. He got an injunction to play in high school, and he got an injunction to play in college. Then withdrew his lawsuit <laughs> in the college, and now we're waiting to see how many how games many games he's gonna get. sit. So if he sat out six games in high school, I'll give that the over under for this five to six games. He's gonna sit yeah, out and then he'll be back. I agree. Um, and very interesting situation. But yeah, do you want to deal with all this? He has a lawyer. He's got to go to court, get a, an injunction.
1: I mean, Who, if you're a really who's good paying player, for
0: the lawyer. Uh, he I, got a lawyer. That's what I'm saying. But like, who's paying for? Is the
1: NCAA now going to look into who's paying for the attorney who who sued you? them? Yeah. I mean, it's, Jesus. It, where does it There's end? There's too many layers. And it doesn't end. Yeah, that's it. The, it
0: doesn't end for a prospect like that. Doesn't seem like it would seem like Devin, Most of the prospects in the last five to seven years, maybe a little more, all the top guys, they they've been vetted really deeply to see if they're eligible to the clear now. Like they're they've been in they investigate almost every top level player now. Now some of them it's clean and it's just uh, regular recruitment and it moves on. I think since obviously the the federal in you know, investigation, corruption trial, it's just it's gonna be it's just gonna go to we're waiting to see when the NBA's collective bargaining agreement <laughs> is yeah. gonna change to get the wisemans guys, those type of guys straight back to the pros. Right. It seems like it saves a lot of a lot of headache. A lot of headache, a lot of, of headache, money a lot of, lot of headache time, money, speculation. If if in he wants to go to Memphis and he's a student and he likes it, all for him if he wants to go there, <laughs> uh, you know. Uh, let's say if the, let's say the uh, the rules were changed when it done was gone this year, you know. Aneka Congo probably goes to SC. Isaiah Mobley goes to SC. Yeah. You know. Uh, Anthony Edwards probably in the league. Cole Anthony probably in the league. Nico. Ooh, Man, that's a board. tough one yeah, Miko might
1: lunch. like he actually might test I think yeah. he's the kind of kid who probably is confident I like... enough and he's good enough to, to yeah. test those waters. Yeah. Um I think you know Isaiah Stewart I think he goes to the. he tries He'll to go, go to the right NBA. NBA yeah
0: so these guys these problems are not going to be happening Cassius Stanley probably tries to go to the NBA wow yeah I mean why not he would try it I mean if you again if you can get a feeler and, and you can withdraw and, and still enroll in college why wouldn't you see where you're at um, oh, yeah, if it's sure. legitimate yeah. somebody's, you're getting it from legitimate sources, legitimate NBA GMs and scouts. Why wouldn't you try to do that? So, um, you know, we're gonna see how that's gonna play out. An active head coach is considered a booster right now in college basketball, and he was also a Wiseman's AU coach for Team Penny. That's so- which kind of leads us into our next thing. Um, why next two topics? One is. The NBA draft because Wiseman's going to be involved in it next spring. And AAU coaches, which Penny <laughs> was Wiseman's coach for Team Penny, or you know, involved in that. And he was also yeah. involved in his high school. And in, now he's his college coach, which is very rare. That's, That's a one in a thousand for a top five player who's been coached by the same guy at all in all three entities. Yeah, I you feel know like
1: that's why it was so easy for the NCAA to kind of just connect these dots and, and, because he coached him in AAU, he coached know, him in high school, got so, him to transfer, yeah. uh, you know, out of out of area to come to yeah. a new high school to play yeah. on a team he coached. Then he got the job in Memphis, and then he got him in Memphis. I mean, it's just they they made it really really easy for the NCAA to
0: to, to pick on him or pick on, on him. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I, I see that, but um, yeah, again, Team Penny changes you know changes name when he went to. The college ranks and yeah. maybe the team was coached by Todd Day, who is Penny's buddy. It does not matter. Penny was involved with that program. Yeah, that I mean, yeah, Todd so. Day was a coach. So oh, yeah, we can't it, act dumb. I mean, yeah. yeah, Penny's involved. Yeah. And Penny, you know, Penny has a lot of influence, a lot of say he's a great player himself, was a great college player, high school player, and and pro player. So let's look at a little bit of, of the draft and a little bit of the NBA. Devin, what is going on with you know, we try to always say, Oh, they you know, did Julius Randle go to the Knicks, right? Uh-huh. Already didn't he went from the Pelicans? The Pelicans to the Knicks. And we were kind of a few episodes ago saying maybe the Knicks are, are turning around a little bit. They got RJ they're, now it just looks like they're back to the same old dumpster fire they've been in the last few years. So explain a little bit what's going on there and and uh you know, what what in the world is going on so early in that in this season for those guys? Well the dumpster fire started. Yeah. When, okay, you get Julius Randle, very productive yeah. NBA
1: player, very yeah. productive. Solid double double every night, you yeah. know. Then you add uh, RJ Barrett in the draft. Okay, he's a good pick, right? Yeah, seems uh, like it. You have a point guard who you picked high in the previous draft, Frank Nicotino. I'm not sure what I'm saying his name right. He's from France. Uh huh. Not quite as good as, uh, you know, people expected him to be, not producing at the level people wanted him to be. Then you add last year's draft, Kevin Knox who okay. happens to play the wing position, the same as R.J. Barrett, the same as what they envisioned for Julius Randle. Then you add Marcus Morris, who <laughs> also plays a forward slash wing position, like playing yeah. that perimeter. Uh, you trade Chris haspor who, you know, really good, but obviously didn't want to be there. So you have this overload of ex- players who are exactly the same. Yeah. An overload of, of players who play the same Wing position, yeah. who want to do the same thing, who need the ball in their hands to be good. And you just have just a complete shit show. Then your, was it uh, team president, or was it the GM, or who, yeah. somebody, holds an open press conference, kind of questioning the coach, David Fisdale, yeah. saying like, yeah, well, you know, uh, we may think of, we may be laying the groundwork to fire him. like, now what? what?
0: What was that about? Um, that is very... Uh, just like shaking, I'm just shaking my head sitting here. Devin, now correct me if I'm wrong. Uh, Adrian Ronahowski R- R- kind of made a statement or a tweet and had a, even a story maybe saying it's inevitable that he's going to be fired. Now, laying, correct me they're if are laying
1: I'm, the groundwork for him to be fired.
0: Correct me if I'm wrong, Devin. Besides Popovich, ain't every coach going to be fired eventually? Yeah, I mean, what are we, should be fired now? Yeah, what uh, are we? <laughs> what are we talking about? what are What are the Knicks doing? What do you mean? Every coach in the league is going to be eventually fired. So, are we supposed to have a press conference to say, uh, you know, uh, Alvin Gentry is going to be fired in six months for the Pelicans or something like that? What are we talking about here? Yeah, I mean, well, how did this get out and how did this become a, a story like that? I I couldn't tell you. you. I mean, what Wojnarowski has. This, Sources and he but, does
1: what he, he does what he does. Yeah, but every coach
0: is gonna be fired. Yeah. Or has the chance yeah. to be fired if yeah. you don't do well. Yeah, that's that's nature of the but NBA. I guess, what are they so I I'm, I'm confused here. Yeah, I
1: mean it's it's it, I mean how yeah. it's an idiotic franchise it's, for the last how many years, years, right? Yeah,
0: that's what I'm looking at because David Fizzle came in highly regarded. Uh, when I spoke about Chris Ford from Alley Fremont, the LA City the Player of the Year earlier when I made that comment about him sitting out, as you mentioned, the true freshman spiel. Um, his high school teammate was David Fisdale at mm-hmm. L.A. Fremont. David uh, was an excellent student, went to San Diego Toros, has made his way through the ranks, and, and people in L.A. pull for him. So I'm pulling for him, too. I don't know, obviously, the, all the details of what the hell's going on with the Knicks, but seems just on surface something's. He's getting the shaft somehow. Now, I don't know if he had control over the personnel, like you said, Bunch of forwards on the team. That's not very smart. But you know, God, is that guy? Is he really done that bad of a job in six games or nine games? Yeah, it was Seven. ten
1: games when this yeah.
0: happened. There were there were two yeah. and eight when this happened. Oh
1: God! I mean, sure, so he had
0: some of the blame. Then two and eight, some of the blame. But yeah. like you said, there's how much is the it roster? On this- yeah.
1: is on him and how much of the onus is on the people who put together the roster. roster. Who knows if he had yeah, how much say,
0: say in putting together a well, roster. Well, he's a new coach, right? I mean, so yeah. he didn't have... Some of those guys have been there before he got there. Oh, for sure. So...
1: But again, I mean, it's just, it's just another inept franchise sorry. who's been inept for a very long time making inept, inept choices moves. and yeah. inept
0: moves. Well, either way, so I, I hope David... Does well. Seems like he's not gonna last. Not gonna last with All Star. Well, if somebody rating. asked
1: him about it. Like, yeah. did you hear about this? You know, they're thinking about firing you, and he's like, "Well, I have two more years on my contract, so I'm just gonna he's, coach." He's getting paid, baby. Yeah, he's gonna coach until he gets fired. If he doesn't get or if he doesn't get fired, he's gonna coach. And when he gets fired, he's gonna get paid, and it's gonna be fine. Yeah, you know, why you end up being an assistant somewhere? Um, we'll get another shot. Get another maybe. shot. That, yeah, I mean, for I'm pull, pulling for him. I probably know better some... for him to get out yeah. of that franchise.
0: Yeah, I know. Um, I know some of david's uh high school teammates and some of his friends on facebook he doesn't have a facebook but we talk about it once in a while guys who played college ball with him they play that fremont la fremont and they're gonna be pissed off when he gets fired but like you said probably be a a blessing in disguise i guess if you don't want him and you you think it's his fault and you're telling the media or leaking to your sources that he's getting fired immediately i guess everybody is so uh, we'll see. We'll see what happens there. Very interesting. Now, on the flip side, let's talk about the teams doing good. The Lakers are per- doing pretty good. We had that first game. You kind of went out on a limb. You said the Lakers may win the title. Probably win the title. Uh, Clippers looked like real beaters. Now Doc Rivers is uh, getting goaded by his son to get kicked out of games. That was really, that
1: was funny. That was hilarious. <laughs> I'm not a fan of like watching yeah. Austin Rivers play basketball. I don't know what it is about. He kind of pounds a little too much. Okay, but. That was funny. I was laughing about yeah. that when he was uh, on uh, Wednesday night against yeah. uh, Houston, against the Clippers. You know, got out of hand. Doc Rivers got pissed about you know a foul call and then Patrick Beverly getting uh, six foul call, which was kind of ticky tack, right? And they lost a timeout. Something happened, and Austin Rivers is over there telling the refs to tee him up, yep, tee up, his, up dad. his dad. <laughs>
0: That's <was> good. <laughs> yeah, that was pretty good. But so the Lakers are have two losses, right? They're playing pretty nine good. Nine two, yeah. And they seem that he headed in the right direction. Um, then the, the Clippers, uh, had a big game. It looked like they were going to play one of the Eastern frontrunners, the Bucks, and go through that spill, Devin. What happened? And we're going to get into what that caused.
1: Yeah, I think you're saying me going out on a limb and p- picking the Lakers in the title. It's Not it's very really much good. of a limb because they have LeBron James. Yeah. In the got yeah. Right. Um, but,
0: but that's I'm, your pick, which is looking good. Yeah, 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 yeah.
1: Um, yeah, so Kawhi Leonard made waves. He's yeah. made waves about this whole load management stuff over the last few years, years. right? Correct. He did when a he lot with the
0: Spurs. He did a lot with the Spurs. and He did a lot with Then he sat out Toronto. He 80 sat out games, whole year, basically. 70, 80 games yeah. when he sat out. Then, last year with Toronto, he did
1: a lot of load management, and it paid off for them in the long run because he played, I think it was number one in playoff minutes played. Um, and
0: he looked fresh. He looked good. He looked
1: great, and they won the title. So, but yeah, just kind of a little background. He sat out the second night of a back-to-back, which happened to be a nationally televised game. Against um, the Bucks and reigning MVP Giannis Antetokounmpo, and people were pissed. You know, people who wanted to watch it on TV were mad that Kawhi wasn't going to play. People who were, you know, buying tickets, buying tickets were mad they weren't going to see Kawhi play. But this is just kind of the the realm we're in now. Ronnie is, you know, stars are going to take time. They're going to take time off, and Kawhi back Leonard to is backs. kind of is kind of the
0: the you know, of whether yeah. whether he gets that credit or yeah, not. He's
1: paving that path. Um, I think he does get that credit, but he's paving that path as a guy who is gonna take care of his body during the regular season because it doesn't really matter. I mean, you get into the playoffs, you know, half the league gets into the playoffs. Yeah. So missing, you know, uh, seven 10, games, yeah. Ten or ten to twelve games during the regular season is not really gonna impact a team that much. What are your overall thoughts on load management in the NBA? NBA. Because we're gonna get into yeah. load management at the younger in- levels in a minute.
0: Yeah. Um, at the NBA level, I understand for a player as him who had an injury and it's it seemed like people didn't know when why he was sitting out so long. He wanted to maybe be sure of himself and it paid off like you said last year. If it wouldn't have paid off last year, if he would have got injured again or or Toronto wouldn't have had a good season, boy, they'd be it'd be looking bad. Okay. He kind of gets a little credibility because, like you said, he played good, he was healthy, and they won the title. Um, overall, I don't like it because, again, we're the patrons. We're the fans out here. I don't go to NBA games for my own reasons much. I, I, I enjoy basketball. I enjoy high school basketball most. I like going to games with you guys to volley league games high school games, that's where I enjoy the game, actually. I do enjoy an NBA game once in a while, but I don't wanna go every single night, like some people do. But those people deserve the product you're getting them. So maybe it could be two things. Don't do it, or one, have it ahead of time to tell your fans, hey, our star player X is gonna sit out on X date in ten game in ten days from now. Okay. Like a warning. Warning. Like a don't bullshit like you don't act you don't know which game he's gonna do it in. Okay. I think you that's you know fair. you know, at least do that. Don't just announce it twenty four hours before. It's kinda of, you know, people make pl- travel arrangements. Sure. People spend good money on NBA games. I think it's bullshit. I understand I think that's bull if people are working hard out there most people who watch NBA games don't make as much money as the players. Yeah. So show some respect to them. To say, hey, you know what? If you're taking a kid, especially your son, and he really likes Kawhi Leonard or another player, veteran player who's sitting out, it's it's a downer for a nine-year-old game. If you're if you're Frank, our guy Frank Burleson, and he's going to Dodger Stadium to watch Sandy Koufax, and he find out Koufax is not playing, his little heart's broken. Same thing with me. If I'm going to Dodger Stadium to watch Fernando Valenzuela or General Strawberry for the Mets, and he's just not playing just because. I'm like, what the he hell? Saying, he saying, little, now little, when you go, little Ronnie Flores doesn't have Twitter to check. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I don't have little. I don't have damn Twitter. I'm pissed off. Me no. and Frank are pissed off. Like you know, yeah. again, we're looking up to these. I'm speaking up from a young person's point of view. Yeah. It sets a bad precedent from your fans. Again, we've said it before. Don't go to the freaking games if you don't want some of these things to happen. Boycott it. You know what I mean? If you in mass, that's how you get the people's attention. Yeah, I don't. Or to, cut the regular season down so you can't do this no more. You're gonna get fined heavily. Yeah, I don't. One do of those three games for multiple reasons. One, traffic.
1: I know you're Traffic, dead. don't do it. Yeah. Two, I don't like people. I, I gotta sit real close to people uh, okay, and t- yeah. touch, touch them, and they're nasty. Like people are sick and go in places.
0: Yeah, screw that. You don't I'm like out. crowds. Another.
1: I don't like. No, that's not, yeah, I just don't like to have to sit there and
0: elbow people. Elbow you, you like, don't Yeah, know. It just bothers me. Okay.
1: Um, number I, I can have my I,
0: days for that. Other days I don't care. Yeah, number you know three. I
1: mean? Number three, it's too expensive. I can't afford it. Like straight up, for, that's for, what you're talking for where about. Where I want to sit, yeah. which is a lower bowl seat that yeah. you can actually see the action, not sitting in nosebleeds or whatever. Yeah. I can't afford it. Parking's fifty straight bucks. Yeah. I can't afford the ticket. Staple center. If yeah. I'm gonna sit in nosebleeds, I'm gonna sit on my couch. My couch is extremely uncomfortable and I hate it. I'm gonna get rid of it when I move. But I'm gonna <laughs> sit, and sit on it and watch the game. Yeah. Because I'm not gonna pay that kind of money to risk not seeing the top players play. And I understand why Kawhi Leonard sits yeah. out. And here's the thing. It's a double-edged sword for fans. If you're like a yeah. legit hardcore fan of a team, of the Clippers, and you want to win the championship, that's the ultimate goal, the, the, the team's first championship ever, you want your best players to be, to be healthy, healthy when it matters. And that's yeah. what he's doing. When he's it matters. That it works. Correct.
0: He has some proof that it's right. uh, done he a has good some job. some science
1: on this. It's done a good job for him. In, Correct. In because, again,
0: when he got, when he, remember, the playoffs when the Spurs, I think that, it was they were leading the Warriors by 15 or 20, 15 points. He takes that jumper, he gets kind of clipped, and he's out for the series. And then he, like you said, he almost sit out the next season. Right. Whatever he did there, people were kind of questioning. You know, Does this guy want to play anymore? It worked. Does he like basketball? Does he like that? There were there was all kind of speculation. So it kind of started with the Spurs. It started with their veterans that won them five titles over a you know 18 year period or whatever it is. It worked for them. Uh, you know, there were certain games Tony Parker and I'm sure Manu Ginobili sat. At, I I recall. I don't remember all the details. I'm not a big Spurs fan like that. I don't care. You're not. Come on. Dude. I don't care when they sit out. But <laughs> it. You know, it it happened yeah, then and it worked. It they won the 2014 title after losing to Miami, so it worked for them. Here's the thing. To anybody, so those three things are yeah. the things I thought to anybody of. Anybody considering cut you know, this regular
1: season or buying anybody considering buying a tickets ticket. to an NBA game, just yeah. consider this, like. Look at the schedule. Be like, okay, is there a chance that is a second night of a back to back? That means Kawhi Leonard probably going to sit out. out. So you should probably not buy a ticket on that <laughs> game. Thing. Do yeah. some research. Uh, do a little research. Schedule research. You know, make sure yeah. that he's coming off of you know three or four days rest and he's, he's guaranteed to play. Then you buy your tickets, or just watch at home. Go or go to yeah. the bar. You know, drink a couple of brewskis. Or take uh, your kid.
0: To, 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 no, do no, leave with the, the kid. kids yeah. at home. No. So no, I'm no. saying, but if you're taking a kid, <laughs> you know what I mean. Uh, like you said, organize, plan, or take them out to a trip to, to watch the game. Yeah. Somewhere nice that they might want to see it, you know, take them to. You're going to spend as much money at dinner as you are at the NBA game. We'll leave, leave the
1: kids, wife at home, go out with the boys, drink yeah. 16 beers. I'm just kind of <laughs> projecting what I want to do yeah. that I don't do anymore. Yeah. Let's do that instead of, you know, buying the tickets at the game. Unless you have a, you know, a good amount of research yeah. saying Kawhi Leonard's playing. So, I do like your plan, though, Ronnie, about um, Make an announcement. teams making an announcement. Like, say, hey, Kawhi's sitting yeah. out these games. Just so Plan we're accordingly yeah. for pe- for fans. So that kind of leads us into uh, an even deeper issue about load management that LeBron James brought up um, after this you know, kind of blew up in the media again. Uh, LeBron took it a step further and said that, um, uh, this is the headline from the Yahoo Sports story, LeBron Jim James says need for load management starts at the AAU level. Quote, AAU coaches couldn't give a damn about a kid. Woo!
0: And what his body is going through. I is the body, same thing as that you are. Is, uh, I think AAU has something to do with it. That's a big statement. For sure. It's a big, broad statement because the first thing is, is you're not speaking directly to anybody. LeBron James is one of the most, uh, you know, he's a person that has as much influence in basketball as anybody. So people are going to make this a story. And obviously, people on their websites, one, mm-hmm. they want to show that they have access to LeBron James. Two... They need to keep their uh job and, and make it going. So I get why they wrote this story. But you have one of the most, you know, well quoted people in the world of basketball in the in the whole in all levels, and he's not really he's pointing a finger, but he's not pointing a finger at anybody. Why? Mm. Let's go over this. Estimate
1: how many AAU just how many estimate how many AAU coaches
0: are in the United States. Okay, let's say uh how many teams are in Southern California, Devin. Uh, 80. <laughs> Too many. It's to 100. Let's just say 100. And there's hundred fifty in Northern California. That's 150 Duke times, um, you know, 40 states that have teams. How much is that? I'm not good at math, but it's a whole lot. It's, and not one of those guys gonna, give a damn about their kids? Yes, 10,000. We're talking about 10,000 plus. You know, let's just look at it from a, a point of view of previous events. Okay. Fab 48 had 750 teams at, at its peak. Before the NCA changes, how's main event uh, had another seven hundred teams. That's fourteen hundred plus another five hundred. Then a smaller tournament, in a supplemental tournament. That's two thousand plus the junior ages nine through. And those ju- are they have yeah. way more teams than the high yeah. school ages. So let's again we're getting back to that's five thousand plus the teams that couldn't make it. Went to Vegas the following week. Like I said, let's just say ten thousand. So again, it's a blanket statement. A. So that's you're you're putting ten thousand coaches. I'm just using that number because for argument's purposes, yeah, yeah, ten thousand yeah, yeah. coaches in one basket. And B, you're not pointing to any of them because of those ten thousand, Devin, How many operate autonomously and just do what they want? Almost ten mm-hmm. thousand. There's no structure. Mm-hmm. You know, for you guys out for LeBron and for everybody out there, AU is an organization that puts on age-based uh tournaments and events in various sports. They don't answer people who run Alley Elite and Ryan Silver's West Coast Elite and Dinos' Belmont, they don't answer to AU. No. They just operate independently. They're grassroots coaches. Right. You don't even know the terms, first of all. Then second of all, you're putting them <laughs> all in the one boat. They don't. So who are you talking to? Just you're not talking. In other words, if, if somebody says Ball his life stinks, well, then Matt Rodriguez say, hey, well, what, you're speaking to him. He's, right. There's some hierarchy. Right. If you say ESPN stinks, you know, you're speaking to their old president, Bob Geiger or whatever, president of Disney. He's going to be like, what the hell? Yeah. The president of Disney is going to tell the president of ESPN, what the hell are they talking about? Then the president of of ESPN is going to tell his editorial manager, hey, what the hell is your guys There's talking There's not someone at AAU calling our guy yeah, Russ Payne in and LA Elite and saying, me, hey, do this. you need to stop playing in all these tournaments. No, it doesn't work like that, that. Correct. It's a loose group of individuals, so it's almost a hot air state. It's, it's an easy target. They're going after the easiest target. If you have a team. If you have multiple
1: teams, you yeah. have 15 teams in your area yeah. and you have a gym, you have insurance, yeah. you have the contact of those teams. And you say, hey, guys, let's yeah. all play a tournament. Yeah. You can do that. You Under have to call AAU and be like, hi, I need to, I want to a you run a tournament. You don't to call anybody.
0: That's the beauty of grassroots coaching and grassroots, the entity. It's supposed to be organic. If you're in a neighborhood and you, you have some kids that want to play, you maybe collect fees, you don't. You run the tournament or you play an event. And you do it at your peril. Then you go home. Right. Then you go home. The coaches have their um, spill to the parents of what they're going to do. Some of them don't communicate well. A lot of parents have told me over the years, coach, don't tell me exactly. I understand that. Parents, one, don't have to take their kids to these tournaments. LeBron James doesn't have to take his kids to the tournaments they're playing in. That's another problem I have with the statement Um, because you don't have to. You don't have Do, to play in every, every tournament. tournament. Correct. You don't and you don't have to play in every game in every tournament. Right. You don't have to. It's not you're not it's not structured that way. So another problem I have with those 10,000 Devin is there are some very successful guys. But the very successful guys, again, let's uh say Rick Lewis with Phenon Hoops. Let's say our guy Dino's Trigonis. They get involved in other things, evaluating, putting on events. They're not just coaches. Most of the coaches Devin I would say, are not making oodles of money. They're not. LeBron, anybody else would think they're not. So you're saying the guy doesn't care, but yet he's not making much money. In some cases, he's breaking and In some cases, he's coming out of pocket right, to finish it, the summer, to finish a tournament, so and, you're your kids. Kids, and you're saying he doesn't care? Right. It doesn't a, give a shit. It's just straight up an idiotic statement. Yeah, okay. We've talked about the chat. They could break that. This statement was just not necessary because, again, you're pointing your finger at the easiest target. Right. You, you're not pointing it at the NCAA. You're not pointing it at the NBA. You're not pointing it at USA Basketball. You're pointing it at the easiest target. And I think back going back to the federal tr- scandal, that was another way to point it at the easiest target. Yeah. Because there's no leader... And it's just a loose group of people, and most people around around the country think they're a little unorganized they don't do things above board, and that's not always the truth as as mean you have the experience and the knowledge to know it's not true the easiest the funny, it pisses me off it's not true yeah I'm most, not done with this the, so we've yeah, got the, more to talk about the most
1: the, uh, the funniest part about all this to me is like you're talking about pointing fingers at all these people, but the easiest target and a finger that it should be pointed on is. Pointing it at yourself, yourself, the parents, the parents to make the decision. Here's the thing, like, yeah, okay. Either you're not involved enough, or you make bad decisions. Sure, one of the two. Right, you're you're not yeah. you're not watching how many how mm-hmm. many games your kids playing, how many tournaments they're playing mm-hmm. in. Yeah. Or you're the one saying, "Yeah, we're playing mm-hmm. in this yeah. tournament. Oh, we're gonna go play for this team in this tournament. We're gonna play for this team in this tournament. Oh, we're gonna play for two teams we're in one, one tournament. tournament. Like that's on the parents. Correct. And Like, yeah do do some of these. These you know youth programs and high school, you know, operators run too many events. Sure. I think so. Yeah. Sure.
0: There's an event this weekend that we and you there's there's a there's a there's a showcase event. This weekend. this weekend. Good event for your kids. It's uh King of Kings with our guy Julius V and Ryan. So high school season starts Monday. But here's the thing And those are young kids, that's fine. Little little John You don't have to junior doesn't have to go there. No. You don't have to pay the three hundred dollars to go playing that you thing. don't have to. Right. So who's the onus on? Julius and Ryan? Don't seem like it to me.
1: It's, it, yeah. it's easy to
0: point the finger at them. Yeah. They're running the event. Man. Yeah.
1: They're running the event. Man. We have to go play it. No, you don't. No. Mom and dad, you, you, can, you can hang out with little Johnny and go yeah. to the park and roll around in the dirt. I don't yeah. give a damn what you do, but you don't have to go play in that, yeah. in that event. Like, yeah. keep, keep your kids out. I think LeBron, in one of these uh, quotes, he said, Yeah, uh, Bronny and Bryce played in five games in one damn day. How ridiculous is
0: that? They were playing for two teams. Thanks. In the same yeah, tournament. Yeah. Ronnie was, at least. Yeah. That's and why he played, played in, in them. At, at, at the big time last summer in Vegas, he played for the 14 and under and the 15 and under division. So that's a choice. Yeah. It wasn't <laughs> Ron a made choice. that choice to have him both those yeah. teams. Yeah. Him and his wife, that's their choice. You Assuming those two make the decision, right. that's their choice. So, yeah, that, that really, I think, uh, chapped the hide of a lot of guys we know, Devin. Uh, the load management thing pissed some guys off again. The load management is different at the younger age compared to the NBA level. And I gave my opinion on the NBA make some P, use your PR department to make some freaking announcements so the fans feel like they're getting their money's worth. Cut the regular season or simply don't do it. Yeah, for this level, Devin. What you're speaking about, AU? The thing about the kids don't care is really bad. There's a lot of people out there that really care. I'll give you. I want to give one example. we were I was part of an event. Um, elite 24, and this is high level. This is elite, not 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 young kids. Um, Emil Jefferson, who went on to win a 2015 NCAA title from Friends Central in Pennsylvania, he was in the event, and He became a good student. Uh, I'm sure he graduated from Duke. And he's doing well. Pretty good in life. But the point is, he was at the event. There was a big thunderstorm in the east. So we couldn't get him his flight back east. Him and and two players. The second player was New Noel. But I wanted to bring up Emil. Because something happened with Emil. So Emil had to stay in LA. We stayed in the hotel a little bit longer. Another day, then another day. It just—it was the biggest blizzard on the recorded mankind on the. Right. So he literally could not get home. Correct. So I told him in New Orleans, Noel, they're with me. Hey guys, what do you want to do? You want to go to Disneyland? You want to go to? We—I had to do something. We stayed in the hotel. So when it got back time to him to get out of town, he had a bag and another bag, and the airline that it was on did it. it it charged for his bag he yeah. kind of knew and he goes ron i don't have the money again this is 2012 or 2012 i don't know, there wasn't cash app i don't think i wouldn't use so i go damn what are we gonna do so bottom line is i know emil a little bit i hope he's doing well i don't know him that well we came out of pocket Paying out of here's the $30, whatever you need. Hey, the NCAA is going to retroactively take away the national championship. <laughs> yeah, you, yeah, you made Emil Jefferson ineligible. You get what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> Emil had to get on the plane. Right. And, you know, I love my guy. Again, i have never told nobody this story. He's just, you know, but it's nine years later, whatever. It happens every weekend. Devin, what happens when a kid loses his backpack at an event? What does he lose? He loses his shoes. He loses his wallet and his phone. So when the kid has to eat on the eight-hour drive, who's paying for it? The guy driving, the coach, drive, the coach right. and the guy driving.
1: The coach or another parent. But I guess he
0: doesn't give a shit. Yeah, No, they don't give,
1: they, they don't
0: they don't give a, a shit. LeBron doesn't
1: think they give a shit. shit.
0: LeBron knows everything. Yeah, so that happens every weekend around. That's just one example. It's like, and, and he's a 17-year-old guy who can fend for himself. He's smart. You know, Mill's 17, 18-year-old at the time. You know, How about when, if he's 10? Right. You know, I have to do more. Right, it's more hands on. Yeah. You need a sandwich. You need. <laughs> he's ten years old. What you kind know? of sandwich you making? Yeah. What kind of sandwich uh, you making uh, for a ten year old? A tuna sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? What kind of bread? Uh, Wheat bread. I be healthy. It's <laughs> coming out of my pocket, five bucks. You know what I'm saying? What do you do, Devin? Tell me when you do when a kid is stuck and he's lost his well, here, wallet and it happens yeah. every tournament. Here,
1: yeah.
0: When we, Devin, you mm-hmm. are the last people to leave. How many? How many? Um sweaters do you see all over the place, and jackets oh, ton. tons, yeah, happens every week a kid loses his wallet, misplaces his backpack that's the coach it's he's on got the that yeah. yeah, he's, he's got to get home right. his mom put uh fifty dollars on his little uh card, you know, it's like his lunch card and yeah. stuff, so they have money for the week, and he lost that right i've that's happened the last two years, that's just two years right of the events that times that by ten thousand all over the country, it's in Georgia. It, Indiana, New York, kids it who I guess these coaches don't care. How do these kids get home? How do they it happens all the time. Yeah. Yeah. So what I'm saying is those people come out of pocket, Devin, for a lot of things. Yeah. Uh miss, uh, but... you know, rearranging schedules, uh hotel rooms that don't get used, yeah. hotel rooms yeah. that get double booked.
1: They put a lot of work in, come out yeah. of the pocket, a lot of money. And yeah. Another example from the event operator side of things, I, yeah. I don't run as many events as you yeah. know, all these people who are claiming that load management, you know, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. I don't run as many events. I run maybe yeah. you know two to three a year, okay? Yeah. And for my individual ones, I get a lot of people saying, Hey, I can't afford it. Can't, my, my, mine's cheap, you know, 75 bucks, it's cheap. It's okay. saying, I can't afford it. Do you have any discounts? Of course I have discounts. I discount as much as they need. Someone says, Hey, I literally cannot afford one dollar of this And you're taking it at their it, word. Yeah, you're taking yeah, taking them at their word. For sure I always yeah. take people at their word because yeah. I don't think people are really that, that. fucked up. But and that's not that
0: big a deal if you you know
1: No, I let I mean the last two camps I've done I Ronnie, I've let in people who tell me that they can't afford it. I, at least fifteen people who say, I literally can't afford one dollar. I could just get there. I, I can get there. Yeah. Come on come on in. Like, yeah. I'm not going to turn somebody away. And guess what happens? But I'm not if, like, no, yeah. that's
0: your ch- I'm charging you double. You guess what happens, Devin? If a kid g- goes to your Hoops by Skill Summit, he doesn't have much money, and we're cleaning up, this is the end of the event, me's there, Frank's there, a few other people, a couple of your your wife-to-be, your, maybe your parents. Who? You know. I got a wife? Yeah. So <laughs> people are there, right? And a yeah. kid... Can't get a hold of his parents. He's Can't. right home. Guess who's gonna do it? I'm driving him home. Yeah, <laughs> it's gonna cost you money. Right. That's the point we're trying to make. So to say these blanket statements that people don't give a shit, and to point the people that are usually helping again, They're the people who the people who probably give more of a shit than anybody else. Yeah, uh, we'll take it. Let's make a statement here, Devin. and uh, I think you would agree with me. There's bad apples in every group. Whether it's event operators. Coaches, high school coaches. A person working at McDonald's. McDonald's. I don't care yeah. what uh state associations. Yeah, anywhere. There's bad apples in all this group that make up this whole conglomerate of what we're talking yeah. about. Guys who've gotten MBA jobs sucking, kissing ass. Oh, there's plenty of, those, there's parent, plenty of those. Uh, knew somebody. Ne- ne- nepotism. Nepotism. You've give me a in break. the government now. Give me. Give me a break. Let's get into politics.
1: Where's Frank? Yeah. Give me You're a break. Give Frank on the line. We're talking Trump.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so you know, give me a break about this statement. You know, um, these guys are coming out of pocket. Yeah. I've seen it only because I've seen it firsthand. Yeah. That's why I would say it, and I'm confident in saying it. Um, you know. As far as the load manager, let's go back to episode thirty-five, Devin. Let's talk about now the little bit transit the the, the cause, what we think. So maybe give some rational points of view of what this load management is at the lower levels. Rational. Yeah. Why be, do, rational? why be rational? Why be rational nowadays? This is not gonna get us to click. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh in episode thirty-five, Baxter Holmes came on. He was talking about that episode that actually the guy in the Yahoo story referenced. Yeah. About the kids being ticking time bombs. Just to reiterate that a little bit, Baxter followed this for a couple of years. Um, a study said 36% of high school athletes classified themselves as highly specialized, meaning they trained in one sport eight months or more of the year. Um, Chris Powers, a USC professor and director of the BioKiznazzi program, Baxter saw, uh, followed him around, quote unquote, went to his offices. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Saw a kid as young as 10 and 11 years old with overuse injuries, torn ACLs. That's sick. So, again, go read that story. Go listen to episode 35. Parents and people that are listening to this that want to be a little bit more informed than just making bullshit statements. Again, why are kids having ACL surgeries at this age, Devin? Too much of one sport. I've mentioned before, and I tweeted it. In Little League, we got pitch count. Yep. In Pop Warner, we have weight limit.
1: Yeah.
0: What do we have in basketball? There's no jump limit. Zion Winston doesn't have a jump limit. There's no Eurostep limit. No Euro there's no Eurostep limit. You know what? There's, there's no rocker step limit. There's no dribble limit. He's got someone on the corner with yeah. a little clicker. One, two, three, four, yeah. five. That's 12 no, dribbles. Going the other way. You're out. Yeah. Turnover. You're out. There's no, no regulation. No, it, it goes back to what we're saying. There's, there's no, no regulation. regulation. That's the beauty of basketball. You can play the game anywhere, anytime with anyone or by yourself. Yeah. That's why the game is so popular around the country and around the world. Right, it's one of the reasons. It's not expensive just, to play. You don't need a lot of equipment. And you just you have a kid and a dream and a ball.
1: Damn, that was deep.
0: Man. Yeah, right. That was deep. I read a book called that. Yeah, yeah. I love, I love football, but I can't play it. Why not?
1: You <laughs> know, Ronnie Flores going through the tackles playing yeah. for Roosevelt High School, yeah, yeah. running, the, I, running the double wing. Come
0: yeah, on, baby. I can't play it. I, I like you, but <laughs> it's. A lot of equipment. You need a lot of people. Yeah, and it's physically taxing. Baseball, same thing. Yeah, I'm sure baseball's in the same boat. So, Devin, you know, with this, what I see is that, and I'm going to make a statement here about the NBA is we have some of the best athletes in the world playing in the NBA, even including LeBron. I would put him up there. We also have some guys that are not great athletes just because they jump high. Devin, we 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 we. Misassociate or mis uh, categorize great athlete with a guy who jumps high and happens to be playing basketball. Or you put that guy who jumps high on the football field. And he it couldn't catch it a damn ball, ball to save his, his life. life. Again, when you're young, play baseball. We've said it before. Play a little bit of football, Devin. So- I know this sounds. Si- I know. I know this sounds silly. Some NBA guys, when I see them, they look awkward. Yeah, go do some ballet. Do some dance They can't. Class. They have I'm bad kidding. balance. Why do kids back... Now, Then I don't know if they did this recently. People used to sign their kids up for, I guess, what do we call it, gymnastics? A tumbling class. Okay. To learn how to roll, flip, bend, uh, fall. I was talking about this with somebody. A lot of athletes now still don't even know how to fall. Yeah. Meaning fall, slide. Yeah. Roll, break your fall. All that's part of being a great athlete. Sure. Just jumping is not being a great athlete. Jumping is jumping. <laughs> It's one aspect of the game At- of basketball and right. athleticism. Right. It's not a great athlete. Yeah. I think that's what we're missing here. Kids are not learning how to do other things I mean, and use other karate. body. You can do karate.
1: You could do anything. That all helps.
0: Anything. You can do ballet. You can do. Kids, go out there, learn how to fall. If you don't know what I'm saying, go ask somebody that's 40 years or older. They'll tell you. Yeah. Again, when you're young, you have to learn how to do a lot of, you should learn how to do a lot of. Different sports on a lot of different things with your body, and they're not. Yeah. That's why you had a 10 year old getting ACL surgery? It's crazy. It's overuse. Yeah. Learning how to fall brings up
1: kind of a point when I played baseball as a kid. Yeah. When we were learning. Yeah. When you're in T ball or whatever, you don't slide. But when you get up to the higher divisions and you get older, you learn how to slide. Still, bases and slide. So my parents literally got like a, yeah. a piece of cardboard, okay, off a yeah. box. Yeah. And they put it on the grass yeah. in our front yard and said, okay, now we're going to teach you how to slide. Yes. And it was just like literally as simple as that. We didn't need to go to a slide coach. No. We didn't need to go to a footwork coach to no. teach us how to slide. Right. We literally put something on our front yard in our grass and we slid.
0: Sometimes, to learn.
1: Sometimes we got hurt. Sometimes we ate, yeah. we ate, ate shit, shit you, and you, yeah. busted our faces open.
0: But again, you have to learn. Yeah. I, I think that's the point I'm trying to make is, when we talk about this low's management, is overuse. It's it's not because of some kid's playing in a tournament in the weekend. It's because that's all he's doing, and he's all doing it every round. single every weekend. year and every year, right? Is you're it under, you're
1: starting at you know no, eight nine. U, yeah, eight U or nine U, and they they play every single weekend, playing four games or five games in a tournament on a weekend, yeah, and they do it the same thing over and over and over because they think that hey, as an 8-year-old, I need to get ranked by that sick dude who's ranking 8-year-olds. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's like crazy. And,
0: and, and, and when you play, a, don't play a certain, multiple sports. You don't learn how to use different aspects of your body, your muscles. You don't develop the, You don't develop proper. Right. I see that with people that look overdeveloped in certain areas and, and underdeveloped in others. You sure. know, it's, I think that has a big, big issue in this load management what else do you see out there that might be an issue Devin? no
1: i think honestly i think we kind of hit every aspect i think i think one of the bigger things for me is when you're younger play multiple Multiple sports like see what you really love play tennis play golf play basketball play football play baseball um, I know like some of the sports some people who can't afford to
0: I play all, the, sports all the time I understand yeah. that Golf and baseball Golf golf
1: is expensive I I play it quite a yeah. bit uh yeah. it's expensive uh don't do it cuz you're going to lose all your money Yeah Uh but other sports you know try different things um but when you get to that high school level and you want to specialize in the sport and you know you've played baseball and basketball after and soccer done it. After yeah. you've done it whatever I think that's totally fine as a you know freshman high school playing one sport I, I think He's a 15 year old, maybe 16 if they're, you know, a little, you know, oldie but yeah. goodie. But they've kind of been able to develop, you know, usage of multiple Correct. muscle memories, you know, muscle systems, things like that. And it developed their body in that way. But to specialize in basketball or even specialize in baseball or even specialize in football at eight years old, nine years old, football's, seven years
0: old, six years old football is definitely a sport where you can burn out. You can burn That's yeah. most of this. Yeah, it's dangerous. It, it, you know, it's, it's funny. Um, I gave a story about that. A guy, an Orange County legend who just passed uh, recently in the last year or so, Myron White, he played at Santa Ana Valley High School. Uh, Devin, he was. How
1: do you know this stuff, man?
0: He was uh, a great high school player, state player of the year in the mid 70s. Again, back then, kids still. He played with Gary Templeton, who's a longtime shortstop for the Padres. Yeah, I know Gary Templeton. Um, He played football. Gary Templeton played football at Santa Ana Valley. Uh, Here, not too far from the office. Uh, Myron had a choice to play for UCLA football. The Dodgers drafted him within pretty high. Okay. Um, He took the money with the Dodgers. But the point I'm trying to make is he'd been playing football. And back then, obviously, the rules were a little different. It comes out that a little bit of the reasoning maybe because he was burned out. Mm Mm-hmm. Kids were spearing back then. They were hitting. I mean, he was a great back. So well, back then, they could get course. Oh, yeah. I mean, he was really had a lot of miles already on his body. And this is 1974. And he probably just figured, you know what? I need, I, I'm going to go play baseball. You know, money was even probably. You know, getting us, uh, you're in LA and you get picked by, drafted by the Dodgers. And they give you a $60,000 bonus or something. That was, man, like a kid's dream. Oh, yeah. You know, it wasn't huge money in the NFL. It was very taxing. And probably playing for UCLA was going to be taxing for him, so he chose to play baseball. And then he uh, made it to the show for maybe one season. Seventy-eight had a cup of coffee, and he, he he wasn't a great hitter, so he was out of baseball. So he decided to go try to play football again at University of Hawaii. He was now he's about twenty five or twenty six. Sounds like a good idea. No, he blew out his knee, uh, uh, you know, pretty fast. Right, and it just wasn't the same no more. Right. So. It gets to your point. Is my point was football is a taxing sport to play every season from eight or nine year old popcorn all the way. You're gonna have injuries or you're gonna be burned out. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. So play football a few seasons. And football, I know basketball. You need to work on your skills all the time. I get it. To to be a good football player, you don't need to play all, thing, all the all uh, years all the way through. You don't to trust on, me. To work on
1: these skills. Yeah. In basketball, it's like you can like. You have days off from football practice. You can go across the street to the park and work on skills. Yeah. Without having to play, you know, multiple mm. games and doing the same yeah. things over and over. Correct. You can still work on
0: your skills playing baseball and football. Baseball and is sports.
1: tough, though. Baseball is tough. You need you need. See, I took a year off of baseball between yeah. my eighth grade year and high school and I came back yeah. freshman year of high school.
0: Like you're timing your rhythms way off. Rhythms yeah. way
1: off. The the mound. I was seeing. a pretty decent pitcher as a yeah. as a you know eighth grader. I chucked the hell out of the ball. Yeah. But like when I moved to the
0: yeah, bigger mound, not a chance. Like yeah.
1: I threw like it was. It was yeah. just, I was serving up on a silver platter these dudes.
0: Yeah, yeah. It, it, you you need very interesting topic. I don't think the problem is obviously. Hey, you coaches, and no, a, no. Uh, Jesus it's, Christ, it's a problem of multiple, multiple people, parents, parents, parental decisions, some multiple coaches, sports, some coaches, and some, oper- coaches. some event operators. Yeah, there's a lot of issues there. So Devin, uh, I think we hit on that. Fairly well. Let's we, kind of close this one out. And, out of that one. Yeah, and we should because yeah. I'm, I'm fired up. You know, come you on, man. These guys, these guys are coming we out of their fired freaking Run, pockets. fired up. Coming out of their pockets <laughs> to pay for some of these kids, man. And you're saying it's their fault? Yeah, it's wild. Wow. What a dumb statement, straight up. Yeah. <laughs> so let's let's talk a little about the high school right. season. It's kind so of getting started. Hard. It's, it's going to start next week here in the CIF California Interscholastic Federation ranks. It's already started across the country. Preseason number eight, Oak Hill's already took a loss, Devin. They uh, they lost two. Wow, who put that together? What an yeah. idiot. Yeah, um, Who, yeah, who ranked yeah. ran 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 Oak, Oak Hill? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, Combine Academy, which is coached by Jeff McGinnis. <laughs> Jeff McGinnis, he who played, was, Oak yeah, though, right? he played at Oak Hill, All-American at Oak Hill. That's uh, pretty cool for him. Yeah, you know, pupil versus teacher kind of thing. Uh, number 26. Like 26.
1: McCarty beating Kentucky yeah, a little correct. bit. Correct, yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah. You know, those guys, uh, good for Jeff McGinnis. He is obviously putting together a, a good program. Um, number, preseason number 26, Greensboro Day took a loss. Um, you know, it took a loss in state that I don't think they were, you know, a little bit of a shocker there. Um, we got some big events coming up. Thanksgiving, like we said before, is going to be a big event. So look for some coverage on our YouTube page on ballslife.com. We just did uh, send out the ballots for Mr. Basketball USA tracker. You know, who's going to be. You know, our player of the year to follow up last year's player of the year, Isaiah, Isaiah Stewart. You know, it could be uh, Evan Mobley. It could be Kate Cunningham. Maybe people start giving Sharif Cooper some of the credit he deserves. Uh, we'll see. If they lose, maybe not. Yeah. You know, McEachern won. McEachern won a big first game. Beat Berkmar. Uh, Berkmar, Georgia was uh, kind of on the bubble there in the, in the southeast region. 37 points for... Uh, Sharif last weekend, again, I think he's going to need to have those big games a lot for them to keep rolling. Obviously, they finished 32-0 last year. Uh, Devin, uh, any other game you're looking forward to, Devin, early in the season? Kind of give you an idea of what, where you stand, what you think, You know, preseason pro- predictions. You I mean, know. Locally, not a lot not, of, tur- not yeah, of stuff good not early.
1: Until, not until the Westchester tournament December 2nd to the yeah. 7th, I think we'll see yeah. local teams kind of clash, but you know, Redondo Union uh, Rise Williams yeah. Classic isn't quite as as low as the levels been before. As it used to be, which is understandable. They have a new coach, and it was yeah. kind of tough last minute to get that done. Yeah, yeah there's a lot of uh, tournaments. Jim Harris Tournament again, another one that has kind of just kind of dropped yeah. back into a local tournament. I'll oh, probably tournament. spend some time there since it's close to my house, but and there's some local yeah. teams that are good.
0: And then uh, Sierra Canyon opens up at the tip off in San Diego, right?
1: Yeah, I might swing down there for a day, maybe if you want to, you know, hop in the. In the car. Up in can, the can, Devin Mobile. Hop in the Mobile, drive about 95 miles an hour and get there in an hour. We can make yeah. that happen.
0: Yeah, so there's not a huge monster game yet. Not um, yet. Obviously, we, we may be involved. So we'll, we'll have a little more information on at the Morgan Park um, Whitney Young game on November 25th. And kudos to our guy, the Holiday Hoopsgiving in Georgia, the Thanksgiving Hoop Fest in Dallas. Devin, those are just monster events. Great events. Great events that our team will be covering. So look for that yep. on mm-hmm. our YouTube channel. Age and um, and give us some more information about that, Devin. In yeah, terms I, of I mean well, have plenty of coverage on YouTube, YouTube Twitter, really IG, highlights, yeah,
1: all the all the typical balls life stuff you're used to. Um, but for now, that was a, that was an animated and, and fun, heated discussion. I, I literally, Ronnie, I'm seeing some like fog in here because it's so humid. You see yeah. it up there? It's crazy. Yeah. It's literally like there's some moisture. It might be in all here. my um It's all Ronnie's breath. <laughs> going after <laughs> Those silly comments. Ronnie, Ronnie's going for the king's head. Yeah. But uh, until next week, we're gonna we're gonna sign off here. And next week we're gonna have for you um, probably some some high school basketball takes, local standouts and, and things like that. Something t- will always come up. Yeah. Something the, always The comes wheel up. turns
0: up. Seems like every day on social media and stuff, some somebody's gonna say do something dumb or say something stupid. I mean, social media is the kind of king of that. It breeds it.
1: I love it because it gives us stuff to talk about here on the In The Pain Show. But until next week, Ronnie and Devin are going to sign off.